Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Camp. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory, great warranties. Fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. Great service department, fabulous technicians to back it all up. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. We now go to where he was placed in the corner earlier. to a person who specializes in the ability to articulate anger. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells falta! The Macatrillo rant of the day. And uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, I hate to do it, but I got to call out our boy Micah Parsons. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw this at all. So No, I did not. Of course. It, is, it, is, is it online? Is it social media? Yes. Then there's a really long shot. I saw it. That's true. (laughs) So as we both know, as we all know, he's a Philly native. He was at one of the Sixers Celtics playoff games last week. He was in a Sixers jersey. And then all of a sudden, he goes up to Boston last night to the Celtic game. He's on the court Mm -hmm. beforehand talking with Jason Tatum. He's in a Celtics jersey. And he's asking Jason Tatum for his jersey afterwards, which I think he got. That's a total violation. Now, what? I don't know if he if he was an actual Sixer fan growing up or not. So there's two things here that's either way to me is a violation. One, if he was a Sixer fan growing up and still is to this day, went to the game wearing the Sixer jersey. Of course, Sixers lose to the Celtics. Now he's in Boston for game one. And now he's wearing a Celtic jersey. Well, that's a total violation. A betrayal of being a Sixer fan. I mean, that's as, that's as low as you can get. But if he's just a casual fan, I'm sorry. You can't just be going around wearing different jerseys. Which way in that? It's either you pick a team and you wear that jersey, or you just go wear something neutral and go and enjoy the game. But either way, that's a violation. Have you ever looked up the word cult before? Oh, my almighty! I have, yes. That's like a cult-like statement. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm just loyal. I'm loyal to my teams. I don't wear anybody else's jersey. Especially my rival. Now, occasionally, like when I was in, when I was in college at Clarion... and Your rival? We you went. Know, one of the keys to a rivalry is actually beating them. All right, go ahead, please well, continue. 
Uh, the Sixers got to work on that. But I, it, I would occasionally I would get to a couple pirate games, and if they weren't since they weren't playing the Yankees, there were some times where like if we went on those free T-shirt Fridays that they still do, and we got a T-shirt, <laughs> I would wear them. I would wear that one at the game, but because they're not playing my team, and they're not in the American League, so. I think there, there, so there is an exception to the rule, in my opinion. But let's say if I'm a, uh, if I'm a, if I were a Cardinal fan, a Brewer fan, a Cub fan, whatever, and I went to a Pirate game and I wore a Pirate shirt, then yeah, that'd be a major violation. So that's how it works. You know how many times I've worn a team's jersey to a game where I was attending as a fan? I'm gonna go with zero. Oh, good guess. <laughs> Does it make me any less of you know somebody rooting for the team? No, not necessarily. I just I don't know. I just I think it to me at least it makes the experience better because you're you're in the gear and it gets you more I don't know, I guess it gets you more fired up. It makes really? the experience <laughs> at least for me it makes the experience better wearing the gear, especially wearing the jersey. But if I'm wearing a, a in a t-shirt of the team then I think that's that's good too but I've always been a jersey guy I just think it helps create the atmosphere it helps create the experience but that's just me everybody's got everybody, I know everybody's got their own take on what or what not to wear at a game and stuff like that I just wear what's available that day I don't, <laughs> I don't really think too much about it Obviously, when I'm broadcasting Penn State games, am I wearing Penn State gear? Yes. No question. Yeah, you, you rock the Penn State golf shirt. Yeah, but, you know, I'm also on the team bus going over. I'm also on the, you know, team bus leaving, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a little, you know, a little different. Um, but... Hey, you can wear whatever you want to the games. I just, I've never once worn. Now, have I worn a hat? Yeah, if it's a day game, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> I can tell you that. And if it's a cold night game, I'm wearing a hat. Yeah, I'll wear, you know, like, you know, have I ever worn a Red Sox hat to a, to a Red Sox game before? Yeah. I had because it was cold that night, and I bought it that night. I'm like, I think I better wear a hat. Um, I remember being at a Pirates game once, and I had an Arizona Diamondbacks hat on, uh, just because I looked over and go, yeah, that's kind of nice looking hat. <laughs> so I bought it because it was hot that day, and I needed to wear a hat. Yeah, I was going to be in the sun. But that's about the extent of it. But, and you always tell me, I am the original party pooper. <laughs> I... Well, in this case, in, in this case, I get it because you know different people have different styles. That's just I'm in the I'm in the uh, jersey crowd as far as like w liking to wear jerseys. Other people aren't. That's just the way they are. So that's okay with it's okay there. I'll accept okay. that. Yeah, maybe I'll wear like a 
like an ABA hat, like the Kentucky Colonels or the Carolina Cougars or something. You know, something that's neutral. No? Better than wearing a Celtics jersey or a Celtics jersey or at a Sixer game or something like that when you're, you know. What Celtics jersey was he wearing? Uh, I think he had. Um, was he wearing Tatum Zero or? No, he asked for Tatum Zero, and I think he was wearing Jalen Brown's seven at the time. But then he was on the court with Tatum. Tatum called him out saying he saw him in the Sixers jersey, and he had a Tyrese Maxey jersey on. And then he said, who are you rooting for? And he's like, you guys. And then Tatum said he'd get him a jersey afterwards. So I'm guessing he got it. Well, there you go. I mean, what what did the Sixers offer him? I don't know, but if if the, if the Sixers are his hometown team, it doesn't matter. Well, if they offered him nothing, what the heck? And the other team's offering you something. You may switch allegiances pretty quick. Not me. I mean, do your teams know how angry you are? They should. I think in some cases they do. Have we received any notes from them? No, but I share similar opinions of said fans, so they get the idea. I think that means that, you know, they don't care what you think. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! They don't care what you think. (laughs) Uh, What do you think of the idea of acquiring Kyrie Irving? That's a rumor running around. You know that, right? That's actually the first time I'm hearing about that. Oh, really? Yes. That's the first time you've been hearing it? Wow. I have not seen that today. Yeah. That's that's one of them because uh, your guy, Harden, is opting out of his contract. Right. Yes. Said something he wants to play in front of the nicer people. No, I'm just kidding. That would be a downgrade to Harden. Depends on how much money he's getting. <laughs> I don't care if he's making a cent. I don't want him in a Sixer uniform. The guy's a total nut job. He speaks highly of you. Boy. And from a basketball standpoint, it would not work. It would basically be just plugging in a different guy who's a little bit crazier in the head than James Harden. He didn't make it work if, with Doncic because he's got they're both ball centric. He and Maxie would not work together. If somebody proposed this to me today about a trade with Portland where Portland would acquire Joel Embiid in exchange for the third pick, the players, future one number one picks, and so forth. They asked me what my response would be if I were sitting in the Sixers chair. And I said, my response would be, what would it take for us to get Damian Lillard? Correct. 
You said, well, you'd be getting a lot of collateral for Embiid. And, and, and Embiid's like, he's 29. He's going to be 30 next year. Um, and the... Um, um, I still think he's got mm, three to four good years left in him. I don't think he has more than that. Yeah, that's fair. And I think he would be uh, a better fit to go along with Maxi in the in the front court. Maxi's a three; he's not a two. Um, and I think you would. I mean, some certain guys are like, oh yeah, it's like it's like taking a setup guy and making him a closer. Outside of Mariano Rivera, it rarely works because there's a different mentality to each. I think there's a different mentality between being a three a three and a two. And I think that's why I would be hesitant about looking at Maxi as a two. In fact, when when did they struggle um, offensively against the Celtics? Because I, and I pointed this out the other day. They're running two man game, and they started running two man game with uh, with Maxi, and it didn't work. These are your people. Do you watch the games at all? No. I do, yes. At least I think I do. Then you see my point. Okay, you don't recall it happening, do you? All right, so... <laughs> no, I do. Oh, uh, goodness. All right. We'll take a break. I'm going to assume that's not your only rant. That was that was about it for today. At least that that's happened so far. You never know. So far. Wow. Well, you're telling us the day's young. The day's always young. I don't know. If that... When it comes to to finding mm. stupid, the day's always young. Uh, I don't know. By the way, there is one fewer bidder for the NBA. We'll tell you about that in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Well, there's going to be one fewer bidder on the NBA... Lachlan Murdoch has said in interviews today that Fox will not be bidding for the NBA. Uh, they feel that they have 
balanced with their products right now, and they would just prefer to concentrate on that in the moment. And he also took a couple of shots at the NFL on streaming. He said, quote, we're highly unlikely to bid on on the NBA uh, during the Moffitt-Nathanson investor call. I think the suit was on that earlier today, wasn't he? So I hate to disappoint the league, but we are highly unlikely to bid on the NBA. So we look at our sports portfolio and try to balance it overall, and in doing so, I think it's highly unlikely we're going to bid for the NBA. Uh, there's obviously going to be strong interest from Disney. They need they they almost need to keep it, and there appears to be a lot of interest from Warner Brothers Discovery, and that's Turner. Um. And NBC, Amazon, and Apple have also floated as potential partners. So it's a crowded field. Fox is not going to be a part of the crowded field. It doesn't sound like CBS is going to either, but I've mentioned the entire time that I've never seen CBS's name mentioned once. When it came to streaming, Murdoch was discussed Amazon's reach for Thursday Night Football. He said, And he said the bottom line is, in terms of reach, Everything is down 42% compared to when the games were on Fox. He says, if I'm an NFL owner, that's a disaster to me. Um, the NFL is also getting $1 billion a year from Amazon, 35% more than it got from Fox for Thursday Night Football. Fox was paying six fifty, Um And they're also going to pay $110 million to put on the playoff game on Peacock on streaming. Murdoch made this point. He says, overall, why would sports leagues choose to partner with with us as opposed to people with bigger balance sheets? Maybe not a more healthy balance sheet, but bigger balance sheets, Murdoch said. The answer is really reach, isn't it? Broadcast is still the best place for sports, and frankly, if I were an NFL owner or an NBA owner or a team owner, I want to be on broadcast TV. I know if I'm sitting in an ownership chair, I want to be on broadcast TV. I want to be able to reach as many people as I possibly can. I want to be able to showcase my product. And Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, is trying to get away from the regional sports network, Bally Sports Arizona. He wants to put it on over-the-air TV. I'm telling you, I think, to me, hearing an owner say that, in some ways, that is a stroke of genius. I'd rather get the product out there to get you interested in going to the games. But Fox evidently will not bid for the NBA. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. It's 11 and 15, almost warp online, sunburymotors.com, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a fabulous service department that backs it all up. 
routine, difficult to handle at all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Still no word on anything going on with the Pac-12, but there is an important date to keep in mind if they wish to expand. And that is June 30th next month. If San Diego State, who is supposedly on the big on the Pac-12's radar, were to leave the Mountain West after that date to join the Pac-12 for the summer of 2024, the current exit fee right now is $17 million. If they leave on July 1st or later, it's going to be $51 million. Just want to at least point that out. The exit fee goes way up as of July 1 for them to leave the Mountain West. As for the ACC, they made a lot of news this week. And guess what? Nothing so far has happened. In fact, nobody knows what's going on. In fact, even the participants don't even know what's going on. Um, The Magnificent Seven, or whatever they're called, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, have met with lawyers to examine the grant of rights. With Babcock of Virginia Tech said, quote, I would classify it as a number of conversations, usually in small groups, on interpretations of the grant of rights of bylaws of the league and options that may be out there. But as many of you know, the grant of rights has been looked at a lot of times by a lot of people. And what's been the conclusion each time? Anybody, anybody know? Hard to get out of. Babcock did say, I think it was less than ideal that it came out, but it's been a catalyst for some real conversation and maybe getting things a little faster that we've been working on as the ACC. So we'll see. To me, this is no different than the alliance. Well, this is internal. This isn't an internal alliance, yeah, which is dumb. Well, they're trying to see what they can do. I mean, I I don't think there's much they can do. They signed it. Exactly. Um, um, They have a TV deal, and the the TV partner is not going to give them more money. Why would the TV partner give them more money? I know if I'm sitting in the office in Bristol, you're not getting more money. I already negotiated a deal with you. You wanted us to produce the ACC network. We are producing the ACC network for you. So now you've got, you know, softball and gymnastics and everything else that's on. And, you know, and well, we'll go to streaming. Uh, what does ESPN have? Oh, ESPN Plus. Okay. And then Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, has been at least going through trying to line things up as he's doing a lot of vetting of a lot of programs. Guess which is the latest one he's looking at? UConn. Yeah. UConn. They love the basketball brand. They feel like games like UConn, Kansas, UConn, BYU be a big draw. Of course, football, they did get better this year. I mean, let's give them credit. 
But one of the reasons that they hated the uh, American Conference was because it was spread out all over the place. The Big East is not. Well, if you think the American is spread out all, all over the place, try the Big 12. That doesn't mean they're going. I'm just saying that they were, they're on that, that list of uh, being vetted by the conference. doesn't mean they're vetting the Big 12, but a lot of the people get enamored with conference movement and what we found out this week from the ACC is nothing there was a lot of talking some shouting but nothing happened and part of the reason nothing happened is in order to make something happen it sounds like they have to be some clever or innovative but it's a little more difficult. I mean, like he said, everybody's looked at this. How many times have we heard somebody looked at the grant of rights, and every time they walk away with the same conclusion? Um, this is kind of hard to, to break. All right. So. So that's that story on this particular day. And again, like I mentioned, Fox has now said they're not going to bid for the uh, for the NBA, so that's one less to worry about. Then there is Caleb Love. Have you heard this story? Caleb Love, who really played well at North Carolina basketball, football front, by the way. Uh, Keon Coleman, the top receiver for Michigan State last year, has uh, found a new home. He is committed to play at Florida State. All right, but then there is oh jeez, and Keon Stewart. I mean these these guys like they flip after they Keon Stewart by the way, defensive back TCU right. I'm going to Michigan State commits. Yesterday, forget it. I'm going to Arkansas. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. It's just, it's bizarre. Okay? It's bizarre. It's a bad day for Michigan State. Coleman officially goes as a wide receiver to Florida State, and Keon Stewart, that day was like their big get in the secondary out of TCU, was with them for two weeks. Then he goes, ah. No, I'm going to go to Arkansas. Tweeted out, this is where I belong. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And then there's the Caleb Love story. Goes in the transfer portal. Doesn't spend a lot of time in there. And ends up going to Michigan. Well, now he's leaving Michigan. You want to know why? And it's not because he just pulled a key on Stewart. No, no, no. Quite different. Quite different. They won't won't accept all of his credits. Oh? No. Can't say I've heard that happen very often. 
Oh, no. I've oh, Believe me, I've heard I've talked about it on the show about this. Okay? How often have we heard over the years of basically, yeah, now we know there was an academic scandal there. We know that. But for the most part, North Carolina is considered to be a good academic school, right? If you are sitting there, you know, we've just gone through all these scenarios with um, with who might move, not move, you know, things like that, which is always like it's just a merry-go-round right now. It's all guesswork by almost everybody. Um, but we hear this stuff. And then you get a story like this, and they won't accept his credits. I mean, when you in the in the merry-go-round of, hey, who'd be a good fit where? How often have you heard that hey, North Carolina would be a good fit for the Big Ten? That's usually the that's always the second one I hear. Notre Dame is always the first one, but North Carolina is always the first one I hear, followed by Virginia. And that means people consider North Carolina to be not only a good athletic fit, but they consider it to be a really good academic fit. Evidently, Michigan is not accepting all of his credits. <laughs> this is where I have a problem with this. I'm not going to sit there and I pretend to know what the Michigan... Um, admissions department. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know what they are doing or not doing, okay? And what they accept and what their standards are. That would be wrong of me to do that. Okay? But isn't there a basic here? He's from North Carolina. Good school. He's not from Asnona Community College. Uh, which is located in Enfield, by the way. <laughs> okay. Oh, my almighty! You, you can get jobs out of it. You're fine. It's, 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 a, it's community college. It's fine. It's good. But if you were to say that they weren't accepting as none credits at Michigan, I'd be like, well, okay, I can see why. But not North Carolina. Caleb Love is eligible. He is not an ineligible player, which means that on credits, academic progress, and so forth, he can play for anybody right now. And they said no. They're right now. They they they've got a little hurt going on at Michigan. I mean, it's not just Hunter Dickinson transferring, but Jed Howard entered the NBA draft, not coming back. And you know, and everybody knew he wasn't going to. I mean, that's you know, Juwan's son, right? Um, and. Kobe Bufkin went to the NBA draft, and he's going to stick in there. He's not coming back. Okay? And then Joey Baker applied for a sixth year, couldn't get it. They don't have a lot left. They've got Terrace Reed, Doug McDaniel, 
Will Cheddar, uh, Jace Howard, and you know, this I have not seen a Michigan roster as lean as this one since John Beeline's first year. When you and John was trying to do square peg round hole with style of play. And Love took that roster from, okay, good, to, hey, wow, you know, that's the guy you circle every game. You better get a handle on him. I, I think it sounds like Missouri might be the landing spot. He's, a, he's from St. Louis, came down to Missouri and Michigan, so that might be the landing spot. But I found this one really different. I mean, he's eligible, which means in the NCAA's academic progress, he has the grade point average and he has the credits based on his standing to be eligible. And evidently they didn't accept all of his courses. Wow. Again, I'm not going to pretend I know the inner workings of what they're Right. As to how it operates in Michigan, I, I can't even begin to do that. But I, I sat back and I looked at it. I go, oh, he's transferring. My first thought was, oh, here we go. Here's another guy. It's just like, okay, they're a short period of time leaves. Nope. They're the ones that told him they weren't going to take him. Wow. Something else. Hmm. Interesting. Different. Different. You know, it's going to be interesting moving forward. Is that I've never been somebody that is for student athletes being employees. I've never been for that. Never. I think most fans feel that way. But as we go along more and more with name, image, and likeness, and transfer portal, and so forth, you're kind of wondering if. Aren't you wondering? Oh, yeah, and it, as soon as it goes down that path, then college football's in really deep doo-doo. Well, college sports in general, but especially college football, because this is what's going to be about, and even college hoops to some degree. I mean, They're going to be in big, big trouble if we get into this employee business. Well, if they do, you can collective bargain, which then puts potential caps on NIL. You can collective bargain when it collectively bargain when it comes to transfer portal and the ability to move around. It also gives them the right to go on strike, but it also gives them the right to fire you. Right? And let's be honest, what's happening right now at Colorado? He's he's already firing players. He's bringing them in the office, and he's saying, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to play your, uh, your, you know, we're taking your scholarship. He's been doing that, Deion Sanders. He's already firing people. I mean, you don't think, you don't think 62 of them just said, you know what, I think I'll transfer. 
You think all 62 of them came to that conclusion? Or did some of those 62, if not the majority of the 62, get called into the office and told, yeah, you need to hit the portal? So there are, I mean, so there are people that do fire their student athletes. But the one thing it would do if they were to be paid employees, and I'm not saying that's the direction they had to go in, you can then collectively bargain, okay, and maybe get caps on everything that people are complaining about right now. But at the same time, it does, you know, not everything, not every solution is perfect. It would then give them the right if they want to, they don't like how it's going, to go on strike. But it also gives the school the right to fire them. You are cut. I don't know. It's an odd time. All I have to do is sit in the booth and call the games. <laughs> okay. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Thought the Yankees were impressive last night. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Well, the hitting what, was no not all... impressive. The pitching was good. The hitting was not impressive. No all rise? No. Didn't happen? No. No, not last night, but it was a good run. Good run of what? For this series, at least. You were a half game out of last place. All right. Uh, so, wow. Okay. Okay. A lot of money did. Very little results. Hmm. Wow. Not good. The PGA Championship, Bryson DeChambeau is your leader. How about that? You are not a big Bryson DeChambeau fan. It seems like everybody you don't like wins. It is kind of annoying, actually. He's at 400 par through 16. Scotty Scheffler finished at 300 shots, 67. Corey Connors, 67. Keegan Bradley's playing 17. He's at 300. And DeChambeau's playing 17, and he is at 400 par. He is the leader. The uh, hmm. New York and New Jersey, by the way, stepping up their bid to host the final of the World Cup in 26. Hmm. Yes, they called it the equivalent of eight Super Bowls. Well, I mean, look, you're talking about the uh, possibility of, you know, obviously host, hosting this at MetLife Stadium. Los Angeles is always go- also going to want this. The weather is not an issue at that time of the year, but the difference is in Los Angeles they do have a you know it's it's 
if you've ever been to it, it's it has a roof over it, but it's still an open air stadium. But they want the World Cup in New York, the final in New York. Los Angeles also wants it. Okay. They say that they would turn it into a spectacle that would equal be equal to eight Super Bowls. Terrific. The uh, by the way. The NFL owners are not going to vote on the Washington Commanders sale this month. Uh, When they're going to vote on it, I don't know. Uh, Now, remember, the Broncos last year agreed to their deal on June 7th, and the owners voted thumbs up on August 9th. So doesn't mean anything if they don't vote on it this month.